This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. What's that at the foot of my bed? It's spooky and kooky. I'm pretty sure it's dead. It's coming this way. Wait a minute. It's me, Roz, and welcome to Ghosted by Roz Hernandez, the podcast where I talk to people that I like about the freaky, deaky, spooky, kooky, paranormal. Happy New Year. Ah, I can't believe it. I got to talk to my favorite stand-up comedian, Margaret Cho, once again. She was on before. And she had story after story. I believe that was at the beginning of 2020. Four years ago now? Oh, my God. Right before all that other stuff happened. Wow, has the world changed. But go back and listen if you want to hear some of her stories. And then she comes on again, and I'm like, oh, you know, she probably probably ran out of stories. No, she got more. So we're going to get into that. First, I'm going to look through my email, ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. Oh, what do we got here? An email from Kayla. Kayla's got a story about Tonopah, Nevada, a place that I was at not that long ago. And boy, can I tell you, that place is spooky. Okay. Kayla writes, A couple of years ago, my coworker and I were staying at a hotel in Tonopah for work. We had two rooms on the second floor near the back of the building, and this was our first and only time staying at this particular place. I can't explain why, but it immediately felt like there was a presence in the room, like I was in someone else's space. 
All week, I kept noticing little things misplaced around the room. I thought I plugged in my phone charger, and a few minutes later, it would be sitting in the middle of the bed, or the refrigerator would be unplugged when I got back from work. That plug wouldn't easily fall out of the wall. You had to put some force behind it. The bathroom was set up so the shower and toilet were in a separate room, and the bathroom sink was in an alcove right outside the door. When taking a shower, I usually put my towel and clothes on the back of the toilet. But one day, as I was getting out of the shower, my clothes and towel weren't there. Instead, they were sitting on the sink on the other side of the door. Did I just forget? Another morning, I heard someone making coffee. If I didn't know better, it seemed as though the sounds of bubbling water and coffee dripping into the pot were coming from my room. The walls are thin, but are they that thin? I thought. I brushed it all off, thinking I was just being forgetful or there was some other logical explanation. On the final night of our stay, my coworker and I were in my room watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Suddenly, we both did a double take towards the back corner of the room. Did we see a shadow? We were quiet for a moment until he turned to me and asked, How do you feel about this place? The look on my face said it all. Strange things had been happening to him all week, too. Phones and appliances being unplugged and feelings of being watched. He told me he had brought a ballot to fill out for one of our local elections and that he sealed and delivered the envelope only to come back to his room and find the ballot itself sitting on the table. Did he accidentally mail an empty envelope or can we blame a ghost? Fast forward to a few months later, I was in town for work again and my boyfriend was visiting me. He specifically requested to stay at the haunted hotel after hearing my story. We were in a different corner of the building and nothing out of the ordinary happened. But during checkout, my boyfriend was making small talk with the receptionist and asked if there were any reports of hauntings or if anyone had died in the hotel. We learned that several years prior, there had been a tragic death in the room I stayed in. I had not yet mentioned my experience to the receptionist or what room I was in the last time I stayed. There was definitely a ghost. A ghost that also interferes with elections. Now that is something that I have never considered that it could, could it be ghosts tampering with ballots? Fascinating stuff. Hey, I got to talk to Margaret Cho. And now I want you to listen to it. Here's my conversation once again with Margaret Cho. On with the show. I am joined by a repeat customer. Truly my favorite comedian of all time. The most important comedian in history to me. I am so honored to have back the legendary Margaret Cho. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm so honored to be back. Thank you, Roz. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm really enjoying living for the dead. (gasps) 
Stop it. What do you think? Tell me. You're so good. You're so good. And all of your people there, you know, Juju and Logan and Alex and Kent. I mean, they, you guys are really a wonderful crew uh, because you very much all serve different purposes. I love that you're so Daphne. Like, <laughs> like you're giving very much Daphne. Um, I'm not sure who's Velma. Maybe Ken is Velma. <laughs> yes, we've definitely gone over this before with us. Yes. Um, I think Logan's maybe Scooby. Yeah. Yeah, we've got the whole crew there. But I'm like, you know, you got to turn a look. Like, No, the looks are really anchoring me, but it's also really scary. Some of the people and places that you encounter and, um, you know, it, it's a serious ghost hunting show. It's not just you guys being fabulous. You're actually like doing the thing. It's really scary. Yeah. Oh my God. Thanks for watching. I love it. Have you been ghost hunting? I have gone on a couple of ghost hunts. Um, My friend, uh, Pleasant Gaiman, she's one of my best friends. Mutual, mutual friend. Yeah. Lover. She's a genius. She's a psychic and she's a ghost hunter. And we went on a ghost hunt uh, for our other best friend, Selene Luna's. Mutual friend, lover. Yes. Our our crew, our little coven, we went on a ghost hunt for her bachelorette party. And it was really uh, very interesting because I had never been in one where we actually had all of the little equipment and stuff. That always scares me. I like an EVP, I think, is the most scary thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I have talked to Selene and Pleasant about this experience because I've gone ghost hunting in that basement of Casita del Campo many times. And it's believed that there's two ghosts down there. They have never been interested in talking to me, really, these two ghosts. I don't know what, what it is about me, but they don't care about me. But that one in particular, I was told... Um, Selene told me that the ghost wanted a margarita, mm. is what the EVP said. Well, I mean, give him one margarita, they'll pierce the veil. Give me two margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. Drew Drogi, the the actor-comedian, um, was down there doing a show with me and said that he heard a little girl. They say there's a little girl down there. And he heard a little girl say, I want socks. Mm. So... They want socks and margaritas. That is an interesting combination. I mean, I think it's always much more scary when it's a child ghost. I know. There's something very sinister. Um, maybe it's the unrealized potential and that maybe a child may also not recognize that it's dead. Yeah, and I think that if they do or not, they are there looking for fun at all times. They're looking for wonder, excitement. You know, kids don't have boundaries the way that an adult might. Mm -hmm. They might just, like, touch you. They might start laughing and giggling about some shit. They might start singing songs out of nowhere. That, to me, like the uninhibited, like, just no boundaries, do whatever you want. That's too scary for me. Yeah, there, there's something about that. It's like... um it's always a plot point in a lot of like kind of haunted films. And I think it's just also that children are very psychic by their nature. Mm -hmm. And I think when I was a little kid, too, like there's things that I believe that I saw as a kid, which were legitimate ghost sightings. But I, I think my mind closed off to it a little bit later. What do you mean? What did you see as a child? Well, I saw a couple of things when I was a really little kid, and I remember um, being in my family home. I was maybe seven or eight years old, and I was in bed, and uh, it was middle of the night, and I was looking at the hallway, 
and there was a man sitting in the hallway reading a newspaper. And he didn't look like, he was like from like the 30s or something. Like he was a man, like a hat on and a suit and a just full businessman reading a newspaper. Like he was what? just so weird. See-through? See-through. Okay. It was like, uh, but also not legitimately a ghost because it wasn't trying to scare me. He was just reading the paper, you know, and I couldn't read what the paper read. or I couldn't see what he was reading. I didn't see the headline or anything. Yeah, what was he reading? Um, I'm not sure. But then when he closed the paper and looked up at me and then he disappeared. (gasps) And so that's one thing that I remember when I was really like a little kid. And from then on, I insisted that my mother leave the hallway light on. When we were uh, going to bed, like there was just no way that I was going to let it be dark. But also my mother had a grand belief in ghosts because Koreans generally don't think that life ends at death, which I think is like everybody. But they're very practical about it. Like we have um, our Thanksgiving is basically when you make offerings to people who have died, almost like an ofrenda, like a table where you have um, these little offerings for the people to remember them. But you would like include their favorite foods. But you don't have to prepare all the food. You can just make like a a styrofoam ball and then stick the food on it to make it seem like there's a lot because they're they're not going to eat it. They just want you to go through the effort. Right. They're not going to actually check. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Well, that's sweet. If you put the effort in, I get that. Yeah, I always want to do one um, for my friends who have died. Uh, The people that have read me psychically in this house say that all of my spirits around me are basically old Korean people like my Korean ancestors and then drug addicts who are kind of not sure they're dead yet. They've just died. So I have a lot of people in my life who have passed away due to the fentanyl. And so they're all here, too. And a crowding for space. Do you think that they like all can communicate with each other, like the older Korean people and like your friends? And do you think that they're working as a team? I always wonder that about myself. Yes, that's what the psychics, the two psychics that I've talked to have said is that they're actually trying to shout over each other. And that oftentimes the drug addict will sort of muscle in where the old Asian people are like, you like, <laughs> sort of used to having the space. No, we, we, we want to tell her this. We, we, she needs to know this, though. And so it's a funny combination of people in the afterlife who are kind of trying to talk to me. Just a really sweet collection of people. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Like, I personally, I mean, yes, loss is hard. and But, like, I do like to feel when somebody passes, like, all right, you get to now you get to meet the other people that are with me, I guess. But yeah, of course, I'm always like there are some rules. There's times when you guys you're not allowed to watch like you guys got to (laughs) turn. Not at all times. But when I you know, when the fun stuff come on board, let's do it. Yeah, I think that there's like one person that for me was really um important. And she was somebody that I grew up with and she was my best friend. And she was the person that was prettier than me, funnier than me, smarter than me, had a better singing voice than me, everything better than me. And bitch, now she's deader than me. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, I feel actually very safe with death because she's over there. So I kind of feel like a sense like, oh, she's very close. And after she died, it was kind of like, I guess it's not so bad, you know, it's just like she's my sister. So that's the one person that if I could actually reach her through Ouija board or whatever, that's the person I would probably talk to. And I would know if it was her or not. because She's very distinctive. Right. When you think about like 
going to a psychic or something, you've got all these people. Is that when they're pushing through to try to, like, I want to talk to the psychic? Or, like, how does that usually go for you? I did see when you were on Tyler Henry, and we talked about that Mm -hmm. the last time you were on. And, I mean, it did seem like there was ancestors and Robin Williams came through. Yeah. Um, When you guys were doing that, do you remember, was there, like, a lot of other people, too? or? Yeah, it was mostly ancestors, mostly I think uh, the women in my family who finally have a voice for me, because a lot of times in Korean culture, women become very invisible as they go older. And so I think a lot of the women in my family had a lot invested in the fact that I was able to break out of that. Mm. And so they they were sort of making their presence known. There's a couple of people uh, in that. It's my grandmother and my aunt. Both are huge presences. Whenever I get a reading, they're always kind of front and center. And then now um, my friend who died, Jerry, her name's Jerry. She's very much a a big part of that, too. So they're all kind of clashing with each other, which is really fun. I wanted to follow up from the last time you were on about the house that you live in. You were talking about there was like a dog ghost, possibly, or maybe two dog ghosts and a woman ghost. Have they been around at all? Yes. Well, I moved my two beloved dogs' ashes into a beautiful place of prominence in the room that we're in right now. And since I did that, I've definitely felt like more of their presence around. I think that, well, this house is definitely haunted. When I first moved in over 23 years ago, I I saw the dog that lived here before who had died the day the previous owners moved out. Oh, wow. Yeah, really old. Her name was Tyler, and she was um, 21 years old, which is really incredible. And she would sit outside in this little area by the door, and I saw her the day that I moved in, and they'd moved out. And I was like, oh, that's so strange that she's here. They must still be here. And then uh, when I talked to the owners, they said, oh, no, no, she died. And it was so crazy um oh that's sad though they were she was probably like where are they i know (laughs) they they didn't want to leave who's this bitch (laughs) she's like what's going on where's my owners so sad but also whenever um you know these other dogs my dogs many dogs who i've had over time but uh the 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 two beautiful dogs from my life when they passed on when i walked through the house i could feel warm spots on the hardwood floor where presumably an animal had been sleeping. Of course, they were not here. Um, Or sometimes I would see in the tile uh, like two little condensation marks, like a nose, somebody was breathing there, little dog nose marks, but they were not there. So it's beautiful. I love that I got to sort of make a little place for them here in the house. And, um, you know, I, I think I've come to really appreciate the uh, presences here in the house. There's a woman ghost who I, I have not seen, or not, not necessarily felt really, but that's another thing that psychics have told me that, that she's here, which we're roommates. We're, we're very comfortable together. Do you go to psychics a lot? I just happen to get the free readings on, um, sometimes I get on like the Long Island medium and stuff. So I've gotten like really great free reading. I have not gone but I've been offered things or people want to read and I'm like so willing. So wait, wait, wait. Have you met Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium? Is that what you're saying? Yes. We've done a reading and this was right after Jerry died. 
And it was really uh, amazing. And so we did one. It was over the internet. So we didn't actually meet in person, but she's just wonderful. Like she's just a really cool psychic. And I, I really enjoyed our reading. Oh my God. Tell me everything. She's just fabulous. She's just like, you know, she she just gets it. Like she's just so very much her in her own style of, of reading. And, and it's really, I don't know, it's so interesting. I, I just, I really admire her. I admire her. Well, first of all, the nails and the hair very much. Yes. But yes. Um, I've talked to several people that have been to her and Tyler Henry, and they both told me very great things about their accuracy and the way that they do it. And I don't know, dream guess. One of these days, I'm going to talk to Teresa Caputo. Yeah, she would love you. And she's just really warm and and exactly like you think she's going to be, you know, and she's got she's like reading from her her home, which is like, actually, you know, that sort of like. Long Island Palace. <laughs> it's very perfect. And I, I just really, I really enjoyed my time with her. And Ty- Tyler's really interesting too, because he's so beautiful. Like he's such a beautiful, angelic person. And uh-huh. then he kind of comes over and then he just really comes alive with another part of his being that's just so remarkable. So I, I really enjoyed that. I've also had a great reading from um, this woman who, uh, well, she was on the psychic thing with Goop. Her name is Laura Lynn Jackson. She was really like wild. She was so accurate with every kind of detail and things and dates. And that was almost more of like a future reading as opposed to what would end up being like a ghost sort of or like seeing spirits around you. So not really a medium, but more like um, a psychic. Okay. Have you like compared notes or anything or like been able to see if the things have happened or come true yet? Well, the person that I found the most able to do that was actually the pet psychic. Mm. She uh, had a reading where she kind of talks in voices to the my I have three cats and a dog and um, she got to settle a lot of arguments between all my pets and then (laughs) she actually had me move some of the beds around to make it more comfortable for these pets and they immediately took to them so it's really incredible there's one of my cats she's like oh you should sing to her and that was so right on like the prescription to make this cat so happy so i just sing to her all the time and as soon as i start singing she rubs her face on the ground she's so like she gets shows me her belly she's so happy it's really cute hang on okay this needs to be a tv show but like I want to see this woman doing like a Dr. Phil style show where <laughs> you have like a someone that has multiple animals and she settles the arguments between the two of them yes. and tells us what their problems are with each other. I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah. It's such a cool thing to witness somebody kind of speaking to animals in that way in a very psychic um, I just can't believe it, you know, and a lot of her work is geared towards talking to animals who have passed on. Um, my animals didn't really come through, but um, she was still able to sort of help me with the the full crew I have now. Yeah, I'm terrified of doing that. I've considered doing that on the show. But again, now I'm really making it sound like I'm committing crimes here, but my dog has seen some stuff mm. and I don't want my dog outing me on the show and sharing all of our secrets. And I don't want my dog calling me out. Like, I just can't. <laughs> I can't have that. Animals are so psychic. Animals are so spiritual. They see everything. How psychic do you think you are, like, nowadays? Do you feel like you have any of that? Or are you an intuition person? 
I think so. I think I'm pretty good. I think I have a little bit of uh, what I'm more open to and um, what I feel and what I sense. I think if I worked on it, I would be better. Mm-hmm. Are you a synchronicity kind of person? Like, do you read into things like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I can't really think of examples, but there's definitely things that made me realize my own career path was the right one. Like when I was a really young kid, I would have very vivid dreams of being in a stand-up performance, doing stand-up shows, and they felt exactly like they do right now. Like the way that it feels was once I take the stage and when, when I'm doing well, it's so strange. So when I look back to my childhood and I realize, oh, this was actually sort of a predestined thing. Yeah. I don't know if that's synchronous, but that's more um, like we sort of understand our lives and our purpose in our lives and are persuaded somehow to take that path. And so that's, I think, very interesting. It's a premonition. Like mm-hmm. you saw it coming because you started stand up like how young? Like 14? I was 14. Yeah, I was really young. Oh, my God. And I, I really uh, I loved it. <laughs> If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. I always think that live performers have to be intuitive and Mm. like sense energy you know like you can tell the vibe of a room like that's part of your job like read the room yeah to me that's a psychic thing do you agree with that I absolutely agree I think that's so uh much about like also doing like crowd work oh yeah which I'm not the best at but I think that people who are really good at it are really plugging into a, a psychic channel some people are so good. I mean, it's improv. Yeah. I took an improv class over Zoom during the pandemic because I was like, I got to learn how to do this damn crowd work stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I got that. I think it's psychic. I think it's a little bit of a divine channel that people are tuning into when they do that because it's so fast. 
Yeah. It can't possibly be thought. It's faster than thought. Yeah. You know, it's 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 actually pretty phenomenal. So it's something that I would like to get better at, but I think it really is plugging into a channel where you're you're tuned into what people are thinking, what people are watching. And I think that to some degree, people like uh, Teresa Caputo or, or John Edwards are, are doing just that. They're just doing crowd work. They're doing kind of like <laughs> an elevated crowd work that is going one step beyond the idea of just jokes. But now they're going into like, oh, people's lives and relationships and dreams. I truly like, and I have talked about this a lot in the show, but I really think that psychics, it's like being a comedian. It's like sense of humor. It's like same kind of thing. It's like a sense that everyone has, but some people are like, I think I can make money doing this. And Mm -hmm. you have good days on the job. You have bad days. Like sometimes they bomb a little bit. Sometimes they're just like on it. I think especially from doing Living for the Dead and like working so closely with so many psychics, I was like, oh, this is like the same thing. Like as a comedian and a psychic, like we're going into these places and like trying to find our thing that we do. Like I'm trying to find the funny. You're trying to find the dead people. We're trying to like use our sense to navigate this and we'll try different things and we'll see what works and what doesn't. And I see a lot of similarity. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what I love about living for the dead is that everybody has their own angle, whether it's, um, you know, Alex is going in looking for temperature and electricity and kind of these like things that she can sense or like an app Mm -hmm. that she can use to like plug in sort of like the metered things. It's almost very like scientific and mathematic. and That nerd shit. It's so that nerd shit, which I love. That's what Pleasant is doing to me. She sort of introduced that to me. Or, you know, whether that is um, like Juju seems to read from nature and the land. It's very um, earthy in that way. And then, you know, you have Ken who's reading from his own trauma. Like kind of Ken comes in like (laughs) with his own trauma and... And runs it from his own trauma, which I really appreciate because that's sort of what I do. So they've all got their own angle. It's interesting. It becomes very Ocean's Eleven, yes. you know, which I love. Well, it's fun to compare notes. Like what we're doing is talking about stuff that doesn't always have like concrete answers. It's the unknown. Mm-hmm. So like, why not try a bunch of different things? Yeah, Everyone wants like a a concrete answer, but it's not the kind of thing where you can always get those answers. So try everything, see what see what you come down to after all this different data we collect. Yeah, there's I mean, if if Harry Houdini couldn't tell us, you know, if you know, of all the people who have died, one person could have been able to report back. Right. But nobody ever has. So we just have to really kind of use what we can see or what we are able to piece together. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful mystery. It's a, it's a wonderful way to spend a lifetime trying to figure it out. Yeah, I don't. it would be so boring if we knew. I don't want to know all these answers. Like, actually. Like, you know, mm. I want to... It's the mystery of life. Come on. It's fun. It's the mystery. And it's also choose your own adventure, too. I mean, there's a lot of ways to interpret it, and there's a lot of different ways that we would have interpret things. So I'm also okay with uh, the end being the end as well. Yeah. I think it's all very interesting, but I love it. Speaking of Harry Houdini, have you ever been to a seance? I don't think so. Uh, other than what I was able to do with Selene and Pleasant down at Casita, which wasn't really a seance. It was more just calling out mm-hmm. and trying to communicate. But there was nothing ever as formal as a proper 18th century spiritualist revival seance, which I would love to go. I've never been. Oh, let's do it. You, me, Selene, Pleasant. That would be great. 
let's fully tap in and light a candle and get it going. Yeah, that'd be powerful. Uh, I was going to ask you about superstitions. Do you have any of those? I do, but I also kind of reverse some. Like, I think black cats are incredibly good luck. Mm. And I'm always trying to get them to cross my path. I'm always trying to get them to engage with me. Um, I love uh, the number 13. Yeah. I think um, for Korean superstitions, there's ones like don't shake your leg because you'll uh, shake out all your luck, which I think it's really about don't fidget because then you're sort of like destroying your um, energy somehow, which I think is legitimate. I'm literally shaking my leg in the second you said that I stopped. (laughs) I do like the idea of superstitions, but I don't know if I have any solid ones. Um, I've whistled in a graveyard, I believe, which to me isn't so scary. Do you have rituals before you go on stage that you like have to do? Not really. I think because we perform so much, there's no time to really be able to uh, put that in place. I wish that there was some kind of ritual to sort of get me into a headspace of performance. But then again, we do it so much that it's sort of hard to make space for that. Yeah. What do you think of aliens? I love aliens. They're having a moment. They are in their press era. I love it. I mean, they're really, they're in their like mummy era. They're like, they're showing up in Peru, all like fierce and cute and small. Yes. They said, oh, you didn't know we could be teeny tiny too. You didn't realize we could be mummies and be adorable. Like, Uh they're just so cute. And um, I want to eat them. They look like some kind of like sugary candy. Uh. And uh, I think they're just so cute. I love aliens. I love it. Like, I think it's so cool. And like, the government has to tell us, oh, yeah, they're real. Of course they're real. I mean, I don't know. I, I, yes, uh, yes, I completely believe that they're real but i'm just like this government's never gonna tell us i mean not to be like a conspiracy theorist but i'm like i need more i want them to just fully be friends with us i'm ready i think they're so probably very frustrated with us because they're watching us destroy the planet exactly they're watching us do dumb shit you know they're probably like well so much more advanced than we are because they had the ability to get here yes where we don't really have the ability to go there totally you know we have to sort of like um be fascinating to them because we're just fucking everything up all the time yeah i feel like they're at their wits end and i'm hoping that they come down here and just help us get it together it's like when you're watching someone struggle yeah i feel like they're like our supervisor and we're like day one on the job and they're like all right move i'll do it come on like i'm (laughs) hoping that they do that for just everything we have here on planet earth and just like fix all of our problems that's my hope i hope that they're like would be fun to fuck first of all we know they're into butt play yeah um yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) They have long fingers. (laughs) I would be into it. I like a long-distance relationship. I am so down to having a boyfriend that can come and go through the plant. Yes, absolutely. That would be really cute. So I love an alien. I I love, I want to know more. I think they're so fabulous. Yeah. What about Bigfoot and cryptid creatures of that sort? Where are you at? I love Bigfoot. I love a cryptid. Even a fake one, like a Fiji mermaid or, yes, you know, something where they sew like a frog and a fish together. I just think it's so cute. I love anything, anything different like that. But yeah, cryptid is cute. I love a chupacabra. 
I find them fascinating. I love a werewolf. Uh-huh. It's so fabulous. They're not as compelling, I guess, as a ghost. That to me is a little bit more exciting and scary, but a cryptid, it's just so adorable. But here's the thing. Could they be ghosts? They could be ghosts too. They're never caught. Nobody can ever get them. Yeah. So I think we always have this idea that they're like animals that have never been discovered or something. But I think that they're ghosts. I think there's a possibility. Something spiritual about it, um, which I think that would be really cool. But yeah, I think cryptozoology is really, I think, such an exciting, it's it's an upcoming trend. It's (laughs) on the horizon. (laughs) It's going to heat up. In 2024. Yes. I mean, listen, I think there's way more important things that we need to be worried about. That If, you, if you're if you a scientist, there's like a couple of things that they could do. But I like a kooky scientist, too. Like, I like one that wears a silly outfit and they go out into the woods looking for mythical creatures. I think that's fun, too. Mm-hmm. That's something that I celebrate. Yeah. Like a 70s style paranormal researcher. Like that show, I'm sure you're too young to know, of In Search Of. I knew you were going to say that. Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. If you watch those, they really kind of cover the gamut of everything from spirit photography to cryptozoology. And it's all Leonard Nimoy stuff, which is so cool in 70s. So I like that flavor of paranormal research. Well, now William Shatner has one mm-hmm. that is called Un explained with a big x in the middle and um i mean he basically is just like doing the intro and outro to every episode but they do cover like all the different topics which i like to do because i think this stuff is like more connected possibly than we think like why not i think so too i think everything that we don't know about is really it's just under the surface and then we should know more about it and that's why um investigating it is cool also historically like the way that society really colored the way that we looked at this kind of stuff, which is why I love that Victorian spirit spiritualism movement so much, because it was the one place where they could get real freaky because it was such a repressive society. Yeah. So here's one place where it was fashionable to get weird. And that's why seances were so popular and all the scams that were being run at the time. But I, I love that stuff. Yes. Hey, let's talk about something that we know is 100% real. Um, eBay haunted dolls. Yes! I'm so scared! Okay, did I tell you about the one eBay haunted object that I did have that I had to get rid of immediately? Margaret Cho! (laughs) I bought a dredging hook. It was a Victorian dredging hook. What uh, what does that mean? It was like a hook that was used to uh, find bodies in bodies of water during the Victorian era. It was $11, and I ordered it on eBay. I won it, and it came the next day, and it wasn't in a package. It was in a paper bag wrapped with my address just put on my doorstep, (laughs) and I brought it into the house, and the whole house felt like it was cold, and I put the hook on the mantelpiece. At that time, um, we had a lot of medical antiques. I was married then, and we had a lot of weird, like, old syringes and old medicine bottles, and so I put it there. And then every time my husband and I, my ex-husband now, but when we were in the room together, we would just start arguing about the most petty stuff. And the room would get colder and colder. And at night I would lay in bed and I would think about the hook and I would feel something cold in the bed, like the hook was in the bed. It wasn't, but it was very strange. 
And uh, finally, I just told my husband, you better get rid of that hook. So he gave it to his friend who had a store selling all this sort of like medical antiques. And as soon as he gave it to my friend, his friend, his friend broke his leg <gasps> and his, his store went out of business. Oh, my God. And then so he passed the hook on to somebody else. We don't know what happened to the hook. But <laughs> man, that thing was like, it was real, real crazy how... It just took over the energy of the house that made the house. It was good for summer because, you know, the air conditioning here is not that great. So it was good because it made the, everything cold. Oh, hell yeah. For free. You don't have to worry about paying <laughs> for that. There's some weird stuff happening on eBay. Oh, totally. People getting rid of these objects. Now, personally, I do think that there can be some legit stuff like that. Now, they weren't advertising it as a haunted, right? No. That makes it more legit to me. Yeah. It was just a medical antique. These people, there's a whole community of haunted sellers, and mm. I don't know. It seems a little too coincidental to me <laughs> sometimes that they have yeah. so many haunted dolls. Also, the dolls come with their own biographies when they're selling mm. these dolls. So let's jump into a segment that I like to call The Dolls Are Living. <laughs> Okay, Jiha, can you throw up this doll for us? <gasps> oh, my God. Here she is. That's terrifying. Now, this doll does not have a name. Usually they do. I don't like it. She's one of the scarier ones I've seen. And the best part is she knows her lighting, which is very important. Right. It's all about trying to make a sale here. She's lit from beneath. So there's lots of shadows on her face, which is a great choice on her part. Yeah. Her hair is a little frazzled. I don't know. I would guess she's probably like 60s or... It looks like it looks like Phyllis Diller. Yes! It kind of does look like Phyllis Diller. Or like, um, to me, it looks like every mom in the 90s on Christmas morning, like exhausted, <laughs> like kind of in a 90s. Stressed. Yes. Right. Well, okay, here's this doll's biography. Um, it's actually a he. Oh. The spirit that's inside of this doll. Okay. It is currently going for $79, and it says he will not give his name. <gasps> However, he has let me know that he is a man of an unknown age. Oh. He is very angry. He is mad. He is evil. He cusses in a muffled voice. He will make the doll vessel buzz. At night while you sleep, you can sometimes feel he is in the room with you, and then you smell an awful fart smell. That's what it says. Sometimes you will hear flies, but you cannot see them. He has entered my dreams. I always am asking him in the dreams, what is your name? What is your story? But he won't tell me. I have heard loud, heavy footsteps at night on my roof. I had my son check the attic to make sure that no one was up there. I was afraid someone broke in and was waiting for us to go to sleep. My son came down and said windows were locked and shut and he did not see anyone. My dog will not go near him. He's 21 inches tall. He is striking blue eyes, crazy blonde hair. <laughs> he is most active at night. Um, so far, no harm, just fear is felt. After the footsteps on the roof, I have kept him in storage. Okay, blah, 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 blah. So not okay with kids, um, okay, not okay with pets. <sighs> it keeps going on, but either way. $79. Wow. Margaret, you interested? Would you like a gift? You know, a hostess uh, You know what? No, can... but thank you. Okay. I, I don't want to find out. It's scary. 
even if it wasn't true, the, <laughs> the fact that this person has like put together this mythology is terrifying <laughs> in it in and of itself. Know. You know, so I just think uh, respectfully decline, please. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. <laughs> okay. Well, that concludes that. Let's do one more thing here. Um, can I play you some ghost voices? Yes, please. Okay, it's time for EVPs or EV please. So, you already know what an EVP is, electronic voice phenomenal. What I do is I go to the internet and I find people's EVPs, electronic voice phenomenal. They believe they have captured a ghost speaking I'm going to play you two of them. Okay. And I want you to tell me uh, what you hear, uh, any guesses you got, and then I'll give you an A, B, C, D option of um, what the ghost hunter believes the ghost is saying. Okay. Here's the first one. This one is from Pasadena Paranormal. I don't know the location. What is this ghost saying? (laughs) Did you hear anything? I just heard, like, footsteps. Yeah, there's definitely some footsteps. Um, Wait, let's hear it again. So there's, like, a whisper um, uh, among the footsteps. I don't know. I don't know about this one. All I hear is, like, a sort of breathing, I guess. Right. It's a very breathy voice. Um, okay, I'll give you some options. Maybe this will help. Yes. Is it A, not great? Is it B, target? Is it C, chocolate? Or D, Margaret? Play it again. Okay. I don't hear I don't, I don't, I can't. Well, they believe it's D, Margaret. I mean... Ooh. Ooh, hello. That's actually how I found that. I said, is there anyone that says Margaret? And there, there was actually <laughs> multiple, and that was the best one I found. Oh, that's great. I mean, there would be a lot saying Margaret because that's such an old name. It's such an old lady name. So They were trying to figure out what the ghost name was, and it said Margaret. Wow. Um, okay, this next one's better. This one comes from Supernatural Unit on YouTube. And uh, this is at the Sonoma Mountain Cemetery in Sonoma, California. What is this one saying? That fully sounds like a human. It's like somebody whining about, he's like. Totally. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's a full sentence. Yeah. Let me play it again. Any guesses? Something about no more. Yeah. No, no, no more. Um, well, here's some options. Is it A, I got a case of the Patty Lapones. <laughs> That's like when you yell at an audience all the time, um, which I love, by the way. Uh, is it B, why don't you guys start moving along? Is it C, I'm moving my kids to another lawn? Or D, all these gays keep smoking my bong. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Oh, why don't you kids start moving along? Yes, they believe it is B. Why don't you guys start moving along? 
Yeah, get out of here, she's yeah. saying. She doesn't want to be she doesn't want to be disturbed. Good for her. I get it. Speak up. You know? Margaret, that's like that's it this time. Wonderful. Well, I love this and I will continue to watch the show. I love it. Thank you so much. I would love to join you in your ghost adventures at some time. So anytime you need an extra uh an extra researcher, I'm there for you. Hell yes, Margaret. This is like so iconic. You you are like the best to me. Like truly. I'm so grateful that you take the time to talk to me. This is so cool. Thank you. Can you tell people where to find you? You're touring? I'm touring. People can find me on margaretcho.com. I'm on the Instagram at margaret underscore cho. I'm on TikTok at the Margaret Cho. And I'm on X at Margaret Cho. Gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Margaret Cho. Go back and listen to the first time she was on at the beginning of 2020. Oh, I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! This has been an Exactly Right production. Want to share your paranormal experience on the podcast? I read stories out loud, and sometimes I'll even call you. So email me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. You can send a DM or voice message to the show's Instagram at ghostedbyroz. Give us a follow while you're there. And follow me, Roz, on Instagram at rozhernandez and on TikTok and Twitter at itsrozhernandez. My senior producer is the startling Jiha Lee. Associate producer is the alarming Christina Chamberlain. This episode was mixed and sound designed by the eerie Edson Choi. My guest booker is the petrifying Patrick Kottner. Additional production support from the hair-raising Hannah Kyle Crichton. My theme music is by the spine-chilling Brendan Lynch-Salomon. Artwork by the spooky Vanessa Lilac. Photography by the terrifying Elizabeth Karen. Executive produced by the chilling Karen Kilgareth, the spooky Georgia Hardstark, and the frightening Danielle Kramer. (laughs) 